Hi, I'm Kathleen Gallagher. Kathleen is the executive director of the Milwaukee Institute, and I'm Tim Keen. Tim is founder and director of Golden Angel Investors, and this is How Did You Do That? A show about successful entrepreneurs and how and why they succeeded. I thought that the way to uh, market this would be to educate people about the disease and the statistics and and the mortality and rates. And clearly that scared people. If you make colon cancer screening fun and accessible, people are willing to do it. After successfully growing and steering the $582 million sale of Madison-based Third Wave Technologies, Kevin Conroy went looking for another company to run. He found Exact Sciences, a struggling publicly traded Massachusetts company with a DNA-based test for colon cancer that hadn't been approved by the Food and Drug Administration. Kevin took over in April 2009. At that time, Exact had a handful of employees, was worth about $30 million, and was trading at around $1 a share. Ten years later, the company has more than 2,000 employees, about 300 job openings, and a stock price that reached into the high 90s with a total value of about $11.5 billion. That colon cancer test, now called Cologuard, got FDA approval and has been used to screen more than 2 million people. On a mission to help detect cancer at its earliest stages, Exact is making progress on a non-invasive test for liver cancer and has others in the pipeline. Kevin, welcome to How Did You Do That? Thank you. I really appreciate the chance to be here. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Kevin. You grew up in Flint, Michigan. How did that shape your views about communities? Well, when I grew up in the 70s in Flint, Michigan, there were over 80,000 employees of General Motors in a county with about 450,000 people. So it was a a classic one-employer town, and it was a really healthy community and great place to grow up with terrific public schools, um, which which I went to. And um, over a period of about a decade and a half, you saw that employment decline from 80,000 to 6,000. And that left a pretty big impact on the community. And what I saw during that time left an imprint on what type of leader I wanted to be. I, I, only, I not only wanted to be a leader that made an, an impact in you know, some area, for me, uh, healthcare. Uh, but also in a way that had a positive impact on uh, the economy and the lives of the people who live in the community. So a huge impact. And what has occurred in Flint uh, since then, it's heartbreaking. And um, hopefully it's uh, a story that doesn't repeat itself very often in this country. You had a lot of training to become a leader, Kevin. You went to University of Michigan Law School, practiced law in Chicago as an intellectual property lawyer, worked at a California startup, then got a job as an intellectual property lawyer at GE Healthcare. Then you became the top lawyer at Third Wave Technologies. That company had something like 100 research projects going on when you moved into the CEO job. How did you manage that? Well, on day one, we sat down as a team and the company was troubled. It was uh, effectively running out of cash, and it wasn't getting products through the product development cycle and to the patients and physicians who needed these tests that we were trying to develop. And so we took a big list of projects down to two. One was an HPV test, a test for cervical cancer, a screening test, and the other was a test that was about 
had already been submitted to the FDA for cystic fibrosis. So we said, let's just do three things this year. Let's make some real progress in product development. Let's grow our sales by 25%. And thirdly, let's raise the capital we need to be successful. And that's what we got the whole company focused on. And uh, it was energizing, I think, for everybody. And it worked. You ended up selling the company to Hologic? Yes. So we took the company from about a $70 million market cap, and two and a half years later, it was acquired for $580 million. More important than that um, reward to investors was the fact that we got this cervical cancer screening test approved by the FDA ahead of the two big companies that were doing this, even though they both started well before us. And it's a testament to focus and creating energy within an organization to be successful. You know, Kevin, we skipped over something there. Kathleen said you you um, were a partner in a law firm for nine years, and then you did a startup in California. That doesn't seem to be a typical lawyer's risk profile. How, how many kids did you have at the time that you decided to resign from this firm where you were a partner? Well, we had one with one on the way. My wife had just made partner at her firm. I had just made partner at my firm. I think I had been to one partner meeting and made this decision to leave, and we took about a 70% family pay cut, <laughs> and the cost of our house doubled. I, I'm not quite sure why, what that risk gene is, but clearly there is one there, and it, it's a desire to kind of make a difference more than worrying about your your paycheck day to day. In hindsight, it might have been a foolish thing to do, <laughs> uh, but I'm glad that we did it. So um, back to you, you sold uh, Third Wave Technologies to Hologic, and you made a lot of money, and you were young, so you had to figure out what to do next. How did you go through the process of figuring that out and finding a company to run? After Third Wave was acquired, I spent about six months intently looking for different opportunities, came pretty close to buying a company based in the UK with Manisha Arora, who had been the chief financial officer at Third Wave, and um, ultimately decided that exact sciences was, was the thing that was the most exciting. And it goes back to 10 years ago, a meeting at the Mayo Clinic with Dave Alquist that inspired me to go down a path which at the time looked uh, really, really challenging. The Exact Sciences Board reached out and said, would you like to talk to us? And I met with them, and after meeting with them, I said, there's nothing here. There's no product, there's no real intellectual property, and there are no employees other than one person. And they said, before you say no, go meet with Dave Alquist at, at the Mayo Clinic because he has some really interesting research, and indeed he did. He had data showing the ability to detect over 90% of colon cancers from a stool sample. That was the proof of concept. So when we joined, uh, Manish and I joined Exact Sciences, it was with the plan to partner with Mayo Clinic. Without a deep science background yourself, how do, you, how do you approach running a company such as this with so much science intensivity in the business? I've always been fascinated by science, and it, even though I was in electrical engineering in undergraduate, I took all of my courses in biology. And actually, biology is 
um, it's pretty straightforward. It's actually pretty easy to learn DNA. It's something that is logical and explainable. And so it hasn't been, that hasn't been the biggest challenge learning the science. If you work with really good people, they can explain these concepts pretty clearly. Then what's the biggest challenge? Building a team, raising capital, developing a plan that you can really deliver on, uh, getting into guidelines, running a big clinical trial, developing a product under FDA, uh, intense scrutiny, and then ultimately changing the practice of medicine uh, is really a challenge. There's just been a whole host of challenges, and maybe the most energizing part was all along the way so many naysayers saying, you can't do this. People won't, people won't do a, a stool-based test. You'll never be able to accurately detect colon cancer from a stool test, on and on and on. And so that was kind of the energy that fueled, coupled with the knowledge that you could have a huge impact on human health. So, Kevin, uh, kind of off the topic of exact sciences for a moment, what you just said sounds an awful lot like the same sort of path down which Theranos came for the last 10 or 15 years, and yet we know uh, how awfully that's come out. And I think that one of the really interesting topics here is, you know, you've succeeded at all these things and proven all this stuff. Talk to us a bit about how an investor should have been thinking about Theranos or what you see there that that is uh, so different than what you're talking about. Well, here is the give giveaway with Theranos, and I compare this to what how we approached uh, investors at Exact Sciences. Every time we ran a study, we blinded the data, we opened that database, the biostatisticians did, and then we presented that data at a scientific conference so the tires could be kicked. And then we published the data in a peer-reviewed journal. Theranos refused to do that. One of the very few companies in healthcare that refused to publish data, and that was a tell. Those of us in the industry knew what the problem they were trying to solve was a really hard problem, a tiny amount of blood using engineering called microfluidics. It's really hard. Many of us thought this was a scam, and she largely went to investors who weren't healthcare investors, who didn't know that you presented data. She was going to life, or to tech investors where you'd never presented data. You kept everything secret. And that's how she was able to really scam not only investors, worse, she did that to people and gave them false test results. That's inexcusable. Speaking of healthcare, Kevin, you said earlier that you, one of your goals is to change the practice of medicine. Could you talk about that a little more? Those of us who are trying to innovate in medicine, we all know that one of the hardest things to do is to change the trained behaviors of uh, physicians, healthcare providers, and large health systems. It takes time. It takes an, an incredible amount of data, peer-reviewed publications, and education. And that is a long process, and you have to be prepared for that as an innovator. Uh, for example, if you look at uh, Cologuard, it, was, it is clearly superior in large studies to the uh, alternative stool-based test, yet it takes a lot of time to educate physicians to that fact. You need to meet with them and talk to them and present them with the data, and that takes time, money, 
and uh, a huge amount of effort. Now, in terms of educating the public about Coligard, you've got the TV commercials with the little box running around. Can you tell us how those commercials evolved? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's really funny when um, Manish and uh, the marketing leadership brought the first storyboard with the box to me. I said to them, I said, have you all taken leave of your senses? <laughs> and uh, they said, hey, want, do you want to see the uh, focus group results? And the, it was stark. I thought that the way to uh, market this would be to educate people about the disease and the statistics and, and the mortality and rates. And clearly that scared people. If you make colon cancer screening fun and accessible, people are willing to do it. And so it took about three minutes to convince me that, that I was wrong. And indeed, this has been, I look at it as a, a huge public health service to educate people about screening. And we've screened two million people over the last four years. So, Kevin, another part of being a good entrepreneurial leader has to do with culture and how you build a company. If we went and asked employees about the culture at Exact, what would they say, do you think? We do a, it's an old Gallup survey of 12 questions that gets to employee engagement. And last year, we were in the 83rd percentile of all life science companies. I think the, the, ultimately, the, the way that we have built culture is to hire people who care first about the mission. It's, I think, easier to build culture in Wisconsin than in other parts of the country because people come to the company and are willing to work really hard for that mission. And they don't jump around from company to company. We have a very low attrition rate. So uh, we started with just some basic principles like teamwork, integrity, quality, uh, accountability, and really tried to, whenever in doubt, go back to those principles. If there's a question, do you do the right thing or do you, or do you come close to the line? No, just do the right thing. That's our principle of integrity. And we talk about that at every all-employee meeting. The other thing is constant communication. So we have three priorities every year. We, uh, we talk about those priorities. And then I and management are in front of all employees four times a year at least, answering questions directly. You don't go hide in a corner. You actually have to engage with uh, people, all of the people in the company, to make sure that you know people can look you right in the eye and ask you the hard questions that affect their lives. I think, I don't know that there's magic to it, but I do think three priorities and frequent communication as to progress makes a big difference. So Kevin, all of this sounds easy, but we know it's been really difficult. What are the biggest obstacles you've faced in all of this and how did you take care of those? Well, probably the single biggest event that put the company at risk was when the main guideline group that is the most important preventive medicine guideline initially came out with an equivocal uh, guidance on Cologuard because there was only one large study. And that was a real challenge. Our stock dropped from $30 a share to $6 a share. And maybe it, it bottomed out at $5 a, a share. And it was a real problem. And what happened was a second study was published with about a week to go before the, the deadline. And then they, re, they took a look at that study and the evidence, and they included Colgard as an A-rated 
colon cancer screening tests. And, and it's been no looking back since then. Since that point in time, we've probably screened 1.7, 1.8 million people. And that guideline is important because that's what insurers look at to determine whether they'll cover the test. Exactly. Right? So you're developing a new test for liver cancer, and you have some others in the pipeline. Uh, how does this fit into your vision for EXACT? Our goal at EXACT is to be the early cancer detection company. We are really focused on detecting cancer early from in the case of liver cancer, a simple blood draw. Our research program with the Mayo Clinic, though, is identifying biomarkers in the top 15 cancer killers. And ultimately, the goal is to develop one blood draw, do you have any of the top 15 cancers? And by the way, which organ should we go look at? Because today, we screen for organs, not people. We do not have cancer screening of people. We screen particular organs. We have breast cancer, cervical cancer, colon cancer, prostate cancer. Why not screen a, a, a person? The incidence of the disease is really high if you aggregate those 15 cancers. It's the number one killer for people under 85. So there has to be a better way. That's ultimately the goal. And I just look at the last 10 years have been really exciting. The next 10 years are going to be more exciting. Love your big goals, Kevin. We'll look forward to watching your progress on them, and thanks for visiting with us today. Thanks, Kathleen. Thanks, Tim. You can read more about this story and find links to resources by visiting wuwm.com. And listen to all our podcasts at WUWM at the iTunes Store or wherever you get your podcasts.